and welcome back to the Bridgerton Bitches. Today we're talking all about episode six of season two. My name's Christina. And I'm Natalie. And yeah, looking forward to uh, analysing the choice, which is the name of today's episode. So we're going to start by looking at our best bits. Then we're going to move on to our predictions or foreshadowing. We might do a couple of quotes and then we're going to focus on our eye rolls and awkward moments, shockers, and then any questions. We've also got a segment at the end of the podcast today for a couple of shout outs from the comments on our Facebook page. And we've got a couple of resolutions or answers rather to some of our questions that we posed in the last episode. So, Chris, what were your best bits in this episode? Okay, first bit, shout out to Hampton Court, which is in the beginning of this episode. So that's, they got the um, the courtyard area and then the entrance hall, which is incredible. So we went there back in August. Um, you go into that kind of the stairwell and you can see those beautiful wall paintings and ceiling and it just looks stunning. Um, and we love Hampton Court, don't we? It's one of our favourite places. So I thought it yeah. looked gorgeous. Yeah, it was gorgeous. And I tried to Google where that was and I did not recognize it that looked totally different to me I do not remember that staircase at all yeah it's incredible it's it's would you not remember us walking in and we were just we were blown away and we looked all the way up the stairwell and oh my god it's just incredible I think I do remember looking down a staircase and it was really red and pretty and I didn't I did note that that I love the setting and I actually found a really cool website that I'm going to add to our description on Spotify where it talks you through where they recorded or filmed season two and it's beautiful so if anyone wants to come to the UK and do like a Bridgerton tour click on that link because yeah I want to check out all those places now. But just before we move on to the rest of our best bits, we were just saying before we pressed record, this isn't our favourite episode of the season. Um, And for me, it felt very slow. So, yeah, and you kind of feel the same, right? Yeah, I don't know. It felt a bit flat. I mean, there are good bits that we're going to come to. But yeah. yeah, do you know what it was? That last episode was so sexual and um I don't know maybe that was the best episode maybe whatever episode came next maybe it peaked and then it's kind of Mm. come down a little bit so it can then peak again yes like a sexual roller coaster indeed what's your one of your best bits I loved the Indian pre-wedding ceremony I loved the music Mm. in the background um I loved how it paralleled um Anthony getting ready but I'll talk about Anthony in a moment did you love that Indian um, pre-wedding ceremony? Yeah, and I wasn't expecting it at all because I feel like there isn't lots of Indian stuff throughout so far. I know occasionally Kate talks about India, but all of a sudden they're there with the um, with all the with all the bowls and the spices and and kind of I don't know what paste they're putting on. But I was like, this is really nice to see part of their culture. Did yeah. you want to explain about the ceremony because you looked it up, didn't you? I mean, I did, but. I mean, I don't have a lot of detail about it. So anyone who wants to like let us know more about it. But I thought it was beautiful. So I Googled the significance of yellow because they were all wearing yellow, I believe. I noticed that. And apparently um, it said that yellow marigolds are a staple of Indian marriages. But I don't know if it means the colour or the flower. But it said that the the colour is optimistic, cheerful and bright, which lends cheer and happiness to the proceedings. It signifies prosperity, opulence, and the colour is used to bless the young couple with the same. The Haldi ceremony... 
um, another ceremony is a prenuptial ritual for both brides and bridegrooms. So I think that is where they apply the turmeric paste on the groom and the bride before the wedding. Um, and it says that all the relatives take part. And it says that turmeric is a natural cleanser, beautifies the groom and bride, and it helps them to prepare mentally for the ceremony. And did you know turmeric is supposed to be helpful for anxiety? So maybe it kind of helps with those pre-wedding jitters. Cool. Interesting. Yeah, it was really nice to see. Yeah, I loved it because I've never seen a costume drama before where they ever show you anything like that. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, it was cool. And meanwhile, whilst they're going through this very nice, calming um, ceremony, we've got Anthony all woe on me, poor me, um, with Benedict and Colin. And I was looking at it and I was like, is this supposed to be a stag do? Because it looks really boring. And they're just Mm -hmm. drinking what looks like whiskey. And Anthony's moaning about, you know, oh, I'm in charge. I've got to do all these things for the family. And I think Benedict's kind of ripping into him. And they're kind of having a joke at his expense. It was hilarious. I love it how they were like, you know, that's a sipping. Ah, what was it? A sipping syrup or something. A sipping drink. Help me out here. I have no idea what this is. Oh, my God. Sometimes I seriously wonder if we're even watching the same show. I swear to God. Okay, so he's like gulping down what looks like Coca-Cola to me, but I guess it's supposed to be whiskey or something. Probably And they're like, brother, that's like a sipping liqueur. And he's like gulping it down. And then they're taking the piss out of him. They're like, oh, tell me, brother, when you finally fulfill your obligation to marry, will you then stop going on about it so much? And she's like, no, because that's my, I love it. And then um, Benedict was like, There'll be lots of tiny little Anthony's, tyrant Anthony's running around talking that. about their duty. And yeah. I was kissing myself. I thought that was really good. I think Benedict's really funny in this series. I love Benedict. And even Colin was getting in with a couple of funnies. Like, you know, they're both having a little laugh. I liked mm-hmm. it. Yes. But the, the worst stag, stag do, like, I was thinking, oh, they're going to go out on the town now and, you know, paint the town red. Uh, nothing. That was it. So bit disappointing on the stag do front I wonder what kind of things they used to do as a stag do in those days like in Spain I think I think one of the traditions is that you dress your guy friend up in like a really ridiculous outfit and then you take him out on the town I wonder what they used to do back then yeah I think they could have done something a bit fun like dressed him up in a feather boa yeah gone and visited Siena (laughs) oh yeah can you imagine (laughs) you would have loved that Yes, I'd be like, finally, some chemistry. Here we go. You're so off the mark, dude. Like, 46 um, people were like, you're wrong, mate, but we'll come to that later. Do you know what? I think my favouritest moment of this episode is me being proved right in a prediction I had in episode one, season two. I know what you're going to say. When Captain Jack, not Captain, why do I call him Captain Jack? Cousin Jack begins to flirt with mother mama featherington Mm -hmm. and i predicted this the moment they met so she is kind of bossing him around and he says i don't want to i don't want to interrupt you but i don't know like i just really feel like you disrespect the rules like we make it really clear (laughs) that we this is my best bit okay fine it's a hundred percent leading into i actually probably prefer this than most of the scenes with anthony and kate unpopular opinion i know Oh my gosh. Um, he says to her, I can't help but enjoy a lady that seizes control. And there's a moment between them. 
yeah there's a moment that's interrupted by the lady who's like mom as if she's got to like cut through that sexual tension oh like doesn't she do a weird cough because she's like the the servant does a weird cough because she can see there's something going on between them and I've actually drawn a little heart next to my sentence because I was really happy that they were having a moment no I like that I like that and also I know that I thought that that wasn't going to happen in episode one and then I thought maybe he was gay but I do think that something's going to happen between those two which would be cool a cool dynamic and just to link it as we're onto this onto this subject of my favorite bit so later on when uh cousin jack and mama featherington are talking in that room alone there's definitely sexual tension and then he says something like do not tell me that you have empathy for others for it would make me far too jealous and i was something along those and i was like there was such a moment and then she says something like do not waste your charms on me and he's like i'm not (gasps) and Oh my god, oh my the tension. God. And she um, looks really quite confused and like ooh. and aroused. And I'm aroused? slightly aroused. And I really, really hope he's not faking this. But then I was like, well, what would be his incentive to fake this? Like, I really need this to happen. I'm shipping them big this. time. I want this. I, I want it so bad. I need this. She deserves it. And I do feel like in season one, we talked a little bit about how she'd been hurt in love before because she was so cynical when she was talking to Marina about how yep. guys get whatever they want, you get pregnant, and then you've got to marry. Like, Do you know what I mean? She does deserve it. You're right. She was married to a guy who was a complete a-hole. And Cousin Jack even says that to her. He was like, your husband was a fool. And even more so because he didn't appreciate you. Something along those lines, oh right? Oh, my God. Keep it in your pants. Cousin Jack. Yep. I do Love not it. remember these scenes. I feel like they are really hot together. Yeah, I called it. I knew they would be. Yeah, I did not. I did not see it before. But um, I think I thought him and Penelope... But wow, I really want them to get together. Same, it's going to happen. Yeah, fingers crossed. I hope they get together before the season ends. So that was for you with the best bit. Didn't make it to my best bits, but I liked it because it's original. Um, Oh, my best bit was when Daphne and Anthony have that chat when he's just about to enter the church and get married. And Benedict's Benedict's all like, oh, we'll have a bit of gossip. And then Anthony's like, leave. Daphne has opinions. And then it gets really, well, maybe this is a little bit shocking, but I kind of liked how Oh, are you got. breaking the rules? Because yeah. I'm pretty sure this should be in the shocker section because it's in my shocker section. Yeah, well, I don't care anymore because you undermined me. <laughs> um, but it was my best bit because I, I like it when they get real with emotions and I like it when she calls him out on his his duty talk and says we don't respect you we pity you I thought that was really harsh actually but I just love it when there's emotional honesty because you've emotional often complained honesty. Nice. Is that a thing? maybe that should be another section shockers yeah. eye rolls emotional honesty <laughs> um I yeah. just put ants freaking out at Daphne rude when he says I do not want to hear your baseless conjecture. It's something like, do not tell me what our father would have said for oh. you barely knew him. I, I'm not interested in your baseless conjecture. And I was like, Jesus Christ, Anthony. <laughs> I put that under shockers because up until that point, Same. I was like, this is really cool that they're having this chat. They're being emotionally vulnerable. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Anthony, you went too far. Way um, too far. But I kind of love it. 
because he was smiling at her when she was fiddling with his little bow tie, whatever, scarf tie thing. And I thought, oh, they're having a moment. And then she pulls the whole dead dad card. And I was like, oh, he's got a lot of issues there, dad. And he just turned. Did you see him turn? Yeah. And and I need to see them get on. I feel like I really need to see them bond together because... I'm seeing a lot of, oh, I don't know, a lot of hate there. There's a lot of conflict between Anthony mm. and the rest of his family. And I feel like Benedict gets along well with him because he's jokey and joshing. But I almost feel like the other members of the family are a little bit scared of Anthony. Like they see him as this big ogre. Yeah, like he's really messed up. He really is. Him. No offence, Anthony. Like he's tortured and he's bearing all the weight of responsibility and it's really messed up so messed him up whereas all the others are, are kind of fun and I, I he made a good point when he said to Daphne look you married out of the family mm. you're now a duchess technically she's um a, a Bassett or whatever not a Bridgerton he's like I can't and I was like that's a good point yeah and he did say that you can't be selfish if you've got to keep the family going yeah um, so what's your next uh, best one? I just It's just a little scene, a micro scene. I just thought it was funny how Edwina's looking at the mirror and she's beautiful and she's looking at these bracelets that Kate's given her. And I thought it was funny because she's a sweetheart and she can see that Kate's looking a bit sad in the background. And she obviously, she's like giving Kate the bracelets back and she does this really thing, sweet thing, doesn't she? When she's like, these belong to you, you should wear them. But I just thought it was really funny if actually Edwina was just looking at herself in the mirror thinking... These bracelets just do not go with my, like, setup. That's what <laughs> I was thinking she was thinking. Like, she was thinking, oh, my God, they're just really tacky. I don't like them. <laughs> just, Edwina is so sweet. And I did feel like this episode was trying to really emphasise her sweetness and kindness. And then, obviously, that all goes, like, she... No, that doesn't disappear, but she's got a strong side to her, too, which we later see, but... See, I was going to ask you, I felt like that bracelet interchange was supposed to be a foreshadowing. Yeah. So when she was like, my mother wore these bracelets on her wedding day, and then Edwina gives them to her and Kate puts them on, I thought that was supposed to represent the fact that actually Kate shall be the one that marries, not Edwina. Yeah, so I got that sense as well. When Edwina was putting that turmeric paste on Kate, I know Ooh. that... I don't know if in the ceremony they usually put the paste on family members, but she was like, if whoever puts this on their face is like to get a partner or something. And I was like, oh, foreshadowing. Ooh, and then yeah. like, with the bangle thing, I was like, oh, foreshadowing. I didn't know about the pace, but now it makes sense because when the pace is on Kate's face, she kind of turns and looks at the mirror really meaningfully. And I'm a bit like, I was a bit like, what are you doing, love? But I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, for me, one of the best scenes has to be when Kate is walking up that aisle, which was um, the church aisle. It's that was filmed in St. James's Church in Piccadilly. Um, nice. So, yeah, again, all of the places where season two was filmed can be found on the website that I'm going to add to the description. Um, and it's got that gorgeous song that I'm obsessed with. So it's oh, called Sign yeah. of the Times. It's a cover of, um, who's that dude who was in New Directions or One Directions? Harry uh, Styles. Yeah. Harry Styles did the original. And I was listening to this version on YouTube where it's just the orchestral piece. I was listening to it literally a thousand times in one day. I loved it. Um, Sorry, do you know what's funny? 
in my eye rolls section, I've put didn't like wedding music. <laughs> no. So I love how that's your best bit and you loved it. And I was like, this wedding music is trash. Boy. Literal trash. <gasps> I didn't like it at all. Why not? I thought it was really disappointing. I didn't like <gasps> it. And I thought, you know what? That was quite a good scene. And this music has totally ruined it. How can you so say that? Interesting. But um, you know, can the I just scene say where Edwina's like about to come and it goes, and it, no, you didn't like that? I think that comes under the trash part of music. Um, what I loved was um, when Kate's walking in and I was like, oh, I don't love it. It's a little bit cringe. Anthony starts doing this face at her as if he's completely hypnotized by her. And I yeah. put in brackets, come face. <laughs> because he, he just looks really into it. Oh, my God. He's I so into that. it. His expressions made my knees tremble. If nice. I had been her, I would have been like, all over the place I would have been looking down and gone red she was he was just lapping her up like he just loves yeah. it do you know what Nat I was really cringing when Anthony and Edwina were facing each other and mm. he kept spacing out and looking past Edwina to Kate and staring at her and I just felt like that whole thing went on for too long and it was too obvious and I just didn't love it and then Kate started playing with her bracelets I think almost as like a self-soothing thing like she was quite anxious mm. and the whole thing where the bracelet snaps and then he picks it up and holds it and it's just I felt like that whole thing went on too long and I, I didn't love it if I'm going to be honest but it had to because I was trying to think what are they going to do to get out of this so I feel mm. like I mean I think they silly, could be foreshadowing here that Anthony's having some sort of psychotic breakdown because he's having very he's having very strong images or hallucinations I'm worried about Oh, my Anthony. God. You've just reminded me of the bit that I absolutely hated in this Oh, no, scene. no. We, we're going to come to that later because okay, that's sorry. also we'll my move, friend. Because I think that's under eye rolls. Yeah. But no, but I was like, oh, what's going on here? Like, he's actually having an episode where no one else is in the chat. Hmm. And I was like, hmm, that would be an interesting foreshadowing. Like, parallels the queen and the king situation. Oh, my God. Dark. Very dark. That, yeah, I, I um, didn't love that. I agree. So I want to break down that scene that you just described even more because I loved this scene, but it was full on cheesy. Yeah. I loved how Benedict winks Anthony when he arrives at the altar. I thought that oh, was really Oh, I did really not cute. see that. I missed that. I must have blinked. Don't blink when you're watching Bridgerton. Big mistake. That's on you. Clearly. So next time, get like the matchsticks out. I loved how Kate and Anthony look at each other as the vicar says about marriage is not something to be entered into lightly. And then Anthony locks eyes with Kate. And then the vicar says something like something about carnal lusts, like brute. Oh, lusts. yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he looks right at her. And I was mm. like, Ooh. So do you think Anthony would have gone along with the wedding ceremony if Kate's bangles hadn't dropped? Yeah, because... He was still willing to do it. And it's only Edwina that was like, whoa, 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 stop. And that disappointed me because I was convinced he was going to try and get out of it. And unfortunately, I don't think he was going to. No. Do you? No. Um, I wanted him 
to stop it. But then mm, that would have sweet. meant trashing Edwina's character. So he would have come out as the baddie. So I guess the only way we could preserve his integrity and his mm. honor was to have Edwina cancel. But then that's, I guess, why they made it so over the top and so inadverted, like inadverted commas, like obvious. Because when he is looking at her, we keep getting a scanning of the audience, of the guests. Mm-hmm. And Mama Bridgerton like, is like looking like, oh, is anyone else seeing she what I'm looks, seeing? She looks pissed off, I thought. Yeah, her and Daph looked really angry, but why? I don't know, but I've seen a bit of a different side to Mama Bridgerton. I've got this under a different section, but seeing a different side of her this episode, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah, and the same with Daphne as well. There's a harshness there. Um, So, yeah, and then I was like, hmm, was the idea of the bangle thing, it was to really highlight to Edwina that they share something, wasn't it? And like, he's so, like, he's so attentive of Kate that she drops a bangle and he's like, there, boom, crouching down and getting it for her. Whereas he's right in front of Edwina about to marry her and he can't even focus on the words he's got to say. Oh God. Do you think, oh God, this is awful. awful. Um, What I will say, like, I know I haven't been the biggest (laughs) champion of Edwina, to put it mildly, in this series, but at this point in my best bits, I put, go Edwina, Oh yeah, and I love how all of a sudden she has the courage to stand up and be like, "Stop! Like that's it, I'm done." And I love it when she says, Mm. "I think the actress did a really good job when she confronts Kate and she says, you have kept so very much from me.'" And she says it in such a heartfelt way Mm. because she feels betrayed and she's lost that trust, and it's just sad. And I just thought she did a really good job. Yeah, and it was. I loved her anger. We never see, we always see her being primed and perfect. And she's a people pleaser. Edwina is, I really love her. She's a people pleaser. And Kate is very forthright and and full on. And I don't like it. And I didn't, yeah, okay, we'll come back to the bits I didn't like. And and you know what I was saying before, when when I said about Kate, I was like, what's better for your sister? You're going to let her marry a guy that clearly doesn't love her Mm -hmm. or you let her walk away and find someone that does love her. And I feel like that's what um, Edwina was saying. She was like, no, this isn't your call. This is my call and I deserve better. And I was like, yeah, go Edwina, you do. Yeah, I totally agree. And I just, I don't get in what world she didn't want Anthony to be Edwina's husband because he didn't love Edwina. She now knows 100% he doesn't love Edwina. He loves her. And now it's okay for them to get married because she thinks, oh, my my sister loves him, but do you know what I mean? If anything, she should have been even more against the marriage. Yeah, exactly. I didn't love that. I did not love that at all. And I, I liked how Edwina was like, look, if I marry Anthony, it's not going to be because you want me to or anything to do with you. Basically, like, butt out. Yeah, I love that. She kind of got to her. Yeah, I, I find very, I find Kate, and I have done from the start, and I think other people on Facebook agree with me, I find her too controlling. She's very overwhelming. And I guess it's because she felt like she had to look after the family. But I did feel for Edwina. Edwina reminded me of like a little puppy just trying to make everyone happy. Yeah. Um, Can I just say something about the visual look of this episode? Mm. I was I was watching it when they were all at the wedding and I was watching it and I was like, I'm really craving macaroons. And I couldn't mm. figure out why. And then I realized that everyone looks like macaroons. Because of the pastel. Because, 
because all of the colors it was a very pastel so it was pastel pinks and greens and creams and I was just watching it and it just very visually looked like a massive box of macaroons did you pick up on that was it just me I did not I did not interesting do they have macaroons in America I I don't know because macaroons Macaroons are massive at the moment over here they're like meringues aren't they like tiny little baby meringue cakes and they're always pastely colors and Bridgerton was just really giving off that vibe and sometimes you can get cream inside right yeah like ganache and try stuff. a macaroon if you if you're in, the so UK good. Or in america pastel colors all the way other best bit has to be the sexy cupboard scene yes loved it mm. well, apart from okay Firstly, I loved the bit where Kate just has to hide and she hides in that cupboard and she takes off her bracelets, she smashes them on the floor and then she sits there and it's like her little hiding space. And I liked that. She seemed vulnerable. And then I was really excited when Anthony, she tries to run away from Anthony and she gets back in a little cupboard and he follows her. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. There's going to be a really romantic, hot, passionate scene. And then I was just underwhelmed by the scene they did have in the cupboard. I was really disappointed and there was, what did you think? You you liked it, did you? Yeah, I liked it. And then I liked it when he said, don't or stay and he gets her hand and they just stay there. And I just, I feel like he's, when he looks at her, he's like, he's trying to get as much information from her with his eyes as possible. Like that. I just think like a lot of comedy, like romantic things, there's always hot cupboard sex whenever two characters go in a cupboard. And then I think I was excited for the hot cupboard sex. And then when it didn't happen, I think I just felt a little bit disappointed. But But then there's that inappropriate at her sister's I think it's because, yeah, I think at a wedding, it's like actually at what point would we actually start turning against this couple? Because it's a fine line, isn't it? Like that's too far. So Yeah, unfortunately... Well, a, I know, if I ever get married and I find you making out with my fiance, FYI, that's too far, Chris. Do just it check not the on cupboards. the wedding day. Yeah. I'll lock all the cupboards so you can't get in there. Um, okay. There's I a thought, scene that I knew you'd love. Is it with a, Prudence? No. Oh. No. I, there wasn't anything with Prudence. I what? just, I liked Eloise's awkward body language when she's like trying to sneak away. She's doing like this really awkward thing with her body. And Penelope's like, where are you going? Um, and I think we're starting to see Eloise maybe in an infatuation stage, aren't we? I didn't love this, okay? I had no idea what the hell Eloise was going on about when she was talking about Theo and she must know what he's thinking and because she can't bear to be thinking what he's thinking. And I was like, what the fudge is she talking about? And then I realised I just didn't love it because I was like, you're turning this strong feminist character who's not interested in romance into basically someone who's all of a sudden infatuated with a guy so much so that she's leaving her brother's wedding early, which firstly I thought was really selfish and rude. And I just thought you're messing with Eloise's character. And I'm I'm a bit annoyed that this is happening. I don't know. I agree that it's selfish for her to visit this guy on the brother like her brother's wedding that's basically going to shit I agree um 
but you can still be a feminist and be in love. And maybe that's what we're going to... And also, she's also kind of infatuated with the ideas that this guy is bringing into her life. He's like a breath of fresh mm. air. He's like this... She's being introduced to these people and these ideas. I think the whole thing is seducing her. And she's never yeah. really had someone she can talk to, like even with Penelope, she's never had anyone she can talk to about this kind of stuff before. No one understands her. So... I get what you mean, but I don't know. I don't know if it is messing with her character. I was just a little bit disappointed because she just coming across as really lovesick to me. And I was like, I don't love that for mm. Eloise. But mm. I, I do like what you're saying, that she's seduced by his ideas and his radicalism, not just that. So I will take that on board. The thing I was talking about with Prudence, I thought was really cute, but... um she sees a statue, you know, one of those living statues where someone's pretending and they're dancing and she goes up to it and she starts copying their movements oh. and she looks really silly. And her mum goes, oh, Prudence. And she interrupts her as if to be like, come on, Prudence, you're supposed to be showing off this necklace. Like, and she was just distracted by this dancing statue. She does it again later. And I just thought it's really funny. I think Prudence is living in her own little world. It's quite cute. I love Prudence. I do think that she's stuck in this role of the fool, though. And I mentioned that like three episodes ago. Yeah, I don't, you're yeah, right. Bit, you are but that's right. very cute. Yeah. Um, There's you... also, sorry, whilst we're on that section, because it's cute, uh, one of my favourite quotes is the mum says to Prudence in that moment, would you prefer to be without any prospects like Penelope? <laughs> and then Prudence goes, heaven forbid. And I just thought, love it. I thought that was quite funny, like really harsh to Penelope, but That's funny. That's really harsh. I mean, I don't know why I laughed actually, because that was really mean. Maybe because it was just so harsh. And I, I don't get like a good mum-daughter vibe. I almost wonder if Penelope's like... Nah, she's not going to be adopted or something. But there just seems to be, like, no love loss. There's no... They're so different. Um, okay, so yeah. obviously, for me, the kiss scene in the church was one of the better moments of this episode. It it got a bit spicy. I do have a comment about the kiss scene, but what did you think of the kiss scene? I put Kate, she does not kiss like a virgin. <sighs> um I thought she was really into it. She took charge. She took control. She made the first move. Then she's like grabbing his head. She's snogging his face off. There's nothing gentle mm. about it. I wanted him to go in with like a little bit more handsy in that moment. Did you notice but that he when doesn't... she went forward, his hands hesitate over the back of her? Like he's like, Ooh. Do you know what I mean? did you notice that he didn't did put not... his hands on her straight away? It hesitated and I liked no. that. Oh, but I didn't notice that. We said in season one, season two, episode one, I think Kate's been heartbroken in the past. The way that she's cynical, the way the way that she doesn't want love for herself. I don't know. So I wouldn't be surprised if she has kissed before. Yeah. And also, I'm sorry, but I really wanted the kiss to happen as it happened. So, you know, in the last episode where he's like, you're the bane of my life. And the object of all my desires, oh, yeah. and their faces get really slowly together, and they're like, mm, mm, mm. I wanted that to happen, like that slow yeah, coming same. together. But this felt like they were standing looking at each other, and I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling that yeah. they wanted it. And then she went for it, and then and then they they went apart abruptly, and they just stood there. And I was like, mm, I don't know. Do you know what I like? There's so many. I'm going to say it, trope kisses in no, different dramas. we banned you from that I can't word. help it. I love it. And maybe this isn't very PC anymore. When the guy kisses the woman and then she's like, how dare you slap? But then she goes in for a second one, another kiss. And I'm like, I kind of 
would have liked something like that, like something a bit more passionate. I it was passionate, but I just I don't know. It was okay as a kiss, but yeah, it I didn't be better. Basically, these guys are all about the lead up, and they've done it beautifully. And I just think the lead up for them actually kissing, I didn't feel like there was enough of a lead up. I like that really slow, heavy breathing, getting closer together, knowing you shouldn't, pulling away. I <laughs> love that. Um, yeah, and also I I'm really confused because I've seen pictures of this scene and in the pictures of this scene, Anthony has his actual tongue in Kate's mouth, but in the episode, you don't see that. So they clearly must have done like lots of different shots and then the one that we see or, is the one they use. Or someone just paused the screen and it was a split second or there's another kiss at a later date. Was she wearing... No, it oh. was definitely the church scene, but his like tongue was like that. So for those of you that can't see, oh. my tongue was out. That was horrific. Um, I'm so sorry. No one needed to see that. But I hope so. Um, yeah. So anyone else see that photo? Like, not just me. I didn't just imagine it. But they were all my best bits. Do you have any other best Same. bits? Same. I am done. Apart from... One quote from Eloise, which I loved, when Colin says something like, do you really have to be yourself? And Eloise says, how else should I be? Married and silent. And I was like, ha ha, tee hee, I like it. That's funny. Where does she get the idea, though, that if you're married, you're silent? Who does she, who has she seen for her to think that? Um, I guess marriage, there's always a sense of losing your independence when you're married because you become your husband's property. So I suppose that's quite a threat to a young woman, isn't it? That you marry a husband and he's in charge of you, basically. So that's just, is what, it's just how it was, I suppose. Yeah. That's quite a scary thought, I think. Especially if you marry a stranger, you've got no idea how strict they're going to be. True. And how much freedom then, they'll allow you. Like, she would have seen her mum and her dad interact maybe I'm hoping as equals and then maybe she's seen I don't know I'm just curious why she hates on that so much but I guess she's yeah I guess she's seen what what can happen and um in terms of predictions I think we've already covered the predictions um with Lord Featherington and Mama Featherington um last episode I think we predicted that Colin's going through a bit of like a rite of passage trying to figure out what he wants and he's drinking a lot in this episode did you have any predictions based on today's show no I was just pretty chuffed that my prediction a um of Lady Featherington and Cousin Jack appears to be coming true I don't want to speak too Mm. soon I don't want to jinx it but I was pretty chuffed about that I think that would be really cool and really refreshing actually because I don't think a lot of people are expecting that I wasn't um, in terms of foreshadowing, I thought that in the after the wedding meltdown, they're all in the garden and Colin and Penelope are like talking. Oh, and Colin gosh. looked at Pen in an admiring way. And I thought, OK, is this foreshadowing that something's happening here? Is he seeing her in a slightly different way? And then as soon as they cut the cake, he's like, oh, off we go. Got to get some cake. And I was like, OK, Colin. I Maybe popped that interaction into under eye rolls. So should we move on to eye rolls? Because mine's in that section. Okay, let's do it. Okay, so I'll start with that one. Um, Colin basically suddenly, and again, I predicted this. Oh my God, so predictable. Very disappointed. Do you remember when Colin went to see um, Marina married and Marina was like, hey, Colin, I'm not interested, but you know who is? Penelope. You should start seeing Penelope. And I was like, oh, right. So now he's got got permission 
to like Penelope. This is really predictable. And then sure enough, he says to Penelope, you care for me. I'm beginning to believe that now. And I just thought, oh, because Lady Crane said that. Really, Colin? Like, come on, please don't be so predictable. Yeah, I think if these two get together, it needs to be after a lot of struggle. I want him to get angry at her. I want a relationship <laughs> where they actually get angry Shin. with each other. Yeah, but I want that to be anger because she's so adoring and sweet. And that's not who she is. She's feisty and confident. And I want him to get annoyed at her. Like, I want him to get a little bit, a little bit feisty too. So I really want them to get a little bit angry with each other. Okay, then I think what will happen... There'll be a scandal where it's revealed she is Lady Whistledown. Everyone's pissed at her. Colin gets really mad at her and confronts her and's like, how dare you? You shamed Marina. You spread all that. I trusted you. I don't know who you are anymore. And there's a big fight and they're angry. And then it will turn into he begins to love her. That's what I'm calling is going to happen. Okay, but then how will she redeem herself in order for him to love her? Yeah, maybe she'll have to publish something as Lady Whistledown that will save the day somehow. Oh my God, yeah. it's going to be this, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I want there to be anger though. So I guess for him to be angry at her, because he does. I don't think he sees her as an equal. He sees her as his sister's little friend. So I think he'll be angry because she's the one that outed Marina. So I want him to find out that she is Lady Featherington and I want him to get angry Whistledown. at her and whistle down and and then maybe be like deciding whether or not he should tell people so that I need them to become more the same power I don't want yeah. I don't want her to keep putting him on this pedal stool um, oh it's boring unless there's a way that he could start admiring Lady Whistledown maybe she does something of merit we'll have to see but I think we're on the same kind of on the right lines I reckon do you agree though that he needs to get angry with her because I just don't feel like yeah. he sees her for who she is yet he just sees yeah, her as this cute little friend that's what I mean that's why I'm predicting that he, it will he will get angry at her when he finds out that she's whistled down and that will evolve their relationship and it'll become more feisty and stuff that's what I think is going to happen is he even capable of anger yeah he's a bit it's a bit boring, isn't he? Oh, I Colin. need him to get angry. I think it would really make things hot. Yeah. Maybe yeah, you're something... right. We need to see some passion coming from Colin. He's a bit like a wet blanket. Yes. No offence, Colin. Um, Have you got another eye roll I had, which we touched on? You, did you want to go? I just really was eye-rolling at Kate's reaction to Edwina. So Edwina runs away and Kate is like this shocked, oh, I can't believe she's doing this face. And I think mm. it's your fault. And then when she follows Edwina, she just stands there staring wide-eyed. She doesn't say anything yeah. real. She just says, that was not my intention. And I was like, this is where I you need to like be talking it. to her. I just And I felt like she felt superior like in her silence. I just don't feel like she gave Edwina any answers. Why didn't she just say, look, at the start, I genuinely didn't like this guy because I knew he was a jerk. Um, but as we started to spend more time together, I had feelings for him, but I don't, I, I love you more. And I felt like 
you said you loved him. And so I thought, you know what? You deserve to be together. Why can't you just... She owed Edwina an explanation, but all she did was just stared at her and said, Bond, that was not my intention. And then just oh stared. Yeah, and that I really agree. annoyed me. It was disappointing. And she was looking at Edwina like, oh, Edwina, wow, you're overreacting. That's how I interpreted her stare. Like, I I'm guess- really shocked by all this. I guess what they were trying to do was to show that actually this isn't about Kate anymore. Kate doesn't get to be the one talking all the time. She stays silent and this is Edwina's chance to take control and take over and become the dominant sister. So maybe that's why they didn't give Kate much to say. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I've put Violet Bridgerton looks livid. So I think as you're saying, Edwina's leaving, they show... Violet Bridgerton and she just looks absolutely pissed, I thought. But why? What do you think is going through her mind then? That that Anthony's been secretive and kept something from her and something's been going on because she picked that up, didn't she? She said to um said to Daphne Bandling. earlier, she was like, You know something. Like, and I guess it's embarrassing. It's just really scandalous oh for a bride God. to run away. And and we know that because later on she overhears someone say, "Oh, maybe there's something up with Lord Bridgerton, Viscount Bridgerton." Like it look makes their family look really bad, and it's going to cause a scandal. And I guess she's livid because he did not listen to her, and it's yeah, got exactly. to this stage now. And even when Daphne comes in, he says, "I'm too far down this road now, Daph." And I just think, for goodness' sake, you and Kate created this mess yourselves. Mm, exactly um and and what we said earlier which i touched on but um i just thought it was so cheesy i think you hit it on the head when you said cheesy that's the word i was looking for when they trans oh my god i can't even repeat it it's making me cringe when they transpose kate's face as the bride and kate becomes the bride and anthony's staring at her and they're in the empty church and i just thought it's really silly it was really cheesy and it just i was just like what this is so lame this is hilarious because that was not what I was referring to at all. Oh. And I didn't think that was cheesy. I was referring oh, no. to a different scene entirely. Go on. I feel really harsh saying this, but I found it incredibly cheesy, that whole thing with the king entering the room and he's clearly out of it. He enters the room where the queen... Lady Bridgerton and Lady Danbury are there, and he's all over the place. Like, oh, what's oh, what's going on? What's oh, going on? Sad. And then it was Sabbath. Edwina was like, "Yes, my lord." Oh my and god! Then, oh, it just made me cringe because I felt like, firstly, you would not approach the king, surely, but and it what gave her the confidence to do that? But then, can I just say that her lovely kindness shines mm. through here because yeah. she's always been lovely and kind and sweet, and I've always loved that about her. But mega cringe fest dude mega you know what yes you're right the purpose of that scene seemed to be to show us that Edwina can be confident and she's very kind Mm. but again it was quite a long scene as well I found it really cheesy the way she was talking to him and how everyone else looked away and down and and Queen Charlotte clearly didn't know what to do yeah and yet um I just thought, what was the purpose of that scene? We already knew Edwina was kind. I I guess we haven't seen her take control. The purpose was... The purpose was that we... Basically, it was a stalemate. The Queen wants her to get married. Nothing was going to change. 
So we needed a break from the situation with the whole, what's Edwina going to do? And we also needed the queen to feel indebted to Edwina so that she could say to Edwina to give her permission to say, actually, you don't have to marry this guy. Because that's what later happens. When Edwina and the queen are looking at their jewels, the queen says, everyone deserves to feel that wonderful love experience. Mm. If there's something going on and you feel this isn't for you, you need to follow that. And that's when Edwina makes a decision afterwards not to marry. So I think that whole thing happened because basically the queen was indebted to Edwina for the kindness she showed her uh, husband. She didn't know how to deal with it. She okay. saw Edward's, Edwina's kindness you. and it made her realise, actually, I'm not going to have a temper tantrum. She's like, what's happened to my wedding? Make them marry. Yeah, it that made was really her, childish. Yeah, it made her realise. I think that was the purpose of that. Because if that didn't happen, it would have been stalemate and Edwina would have felt like she'd had to have married him. Fair dues. That was very um, in-depth of you. Okay, that makes sense. Um, on this topic, one of my eye rolls, and I'm really sorry to say this, but the reason I think why this is one of my least favourite episodes of season two is, oh my God, Edwina takes so long to decide whether she's going to bloody marry him and she's in a different room and then she's walking out of that room and then she's talking to the queen. And then I got to the point where I was like, I'm bored. Are you going to yeah. marry him or not? And also, I was getting bored of seeing her in that dress. I was like, look, I had to mm. take it off and get changed. Yeah. It felt like you're walking around. And I was like... She was like um, Madame Havisham. Is it yes. the Havisham story where she's just wearing the dress for like 100 years? It's got cobwebs all over yeah, it. Yeah, that's the vibe I was getting. I was like, make a decision. But obviously, it was, yeah. it's a difficult decision to make. So we should It is, but I just it. felt like this whole episode really, it was very slow. And I just think it's my, yeah, it's definitely my least favourite episode. Yeah. Um, so far of season two which is weird because it's what's been leading up like everything's been leading up to this so mm. I just think maybe the last episode was so brilliant yeah should, do you have any more eye rolls or um, should we move on to shockers um, shall we go on to shockers cool okay you go first so I thought that there was a lot of gaslighting in this episode that I really did not like Oops, you froze. Oh, sorry. I heard there was a lot of... Oh, suspense. And um, there was a lot of gaslighting in this episode that I really didn't like. Oh, okay. Well, I say a lot. There was a little bit at the beginning and it stuck with me. Um, when Edwina is saying, I just wish that the, the guy, Anthony, looked at me more. And then the mum looks a bit wide and Kate's like, it's not about the blah, blah, blah. It's about the love and the waves. And I was like, Bitch, you're gaslighting her. Yeah. Edwina is picking up that something is not right. And rather than saying, look, mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest with you, actually, I really hated that. I didn't like that either. And then when Kate tried to say something with, like, smart, uh, Edwina says something like, oh, so you're saying he has no passion for me. And I was like, yeah, she is. Awkward. Yeah, exactly. And I just think, oh, Kate, why would you do this to your sister? I just... It just feels mean. I just really didn't like it. Um, and then I also think, Kate, what do you know about love? It makes me think, again, that she's been through, she's had a love in her life because she talks about it like she's like got authority. Why isn't her mum talking about this with Edwina? Why isn't her mum saying, this oh, is God. what love feels like? The yes. mum does nothing. Why yes. is Kate talking about something that she knows nothing about? Or 
has seemingly no interest in else you're she'd be right. getting married this is this is strange and but I think that if if she had have had this romance that went wrong we would have heard about it by now we're like on episode six it hasn't been brought up and I feel like it's too late to bring it up now but you're right why is the mum so incapable when she's the one that's been married twice yeah or sorry once She's just she's like, supposed to be the one that's had this epic love affair. And yet she looks to Kate to go, yeah. oh, tell Edwina. And I'm just like, you're right. It's not Kate's responsibility. And Kate keeps putting these ideas of flight and fancy, whatever you call, into Edwina's head. And I just don't like it. It feels like it's not based on anything. But I guess it's mm-hmm. to show, isn't it, that Kate is the one that deals with stuff and the mum yeah. takes a back seat. I don't but, love it. No. And then oh, the cool. mum at one point it's just something uh, the reason I don't like this okay so I understand why the mum is angry and she says something to Kate like you have kept me out of so much or you haven't told me so many things just get out Kate get out mm. and Kate turns uh, turns away and leaves and what I didn't like about that is it felt like for the first time that Kate was an outsider and that that's her stepmom like I, I know the mum had a right to be angry but it kind of felt like she was being rejected like the mum and Edwina was she choosing her real daughter over her stepdaughter? And I, I, it made me feel a little bit sad for Kate. She just, am I reading into it too much? No, maybe not. It's interesting because when I watched this in Spanish, I just assumed that they were both the biological daughter of the mum. So when I saw it, I didn't think it was weird. I thought, actually, if even if she loves both the daughters the same and they're both hers biologically, to me it made sense that she said to one of the oldest daughters, just go because she needs her to have some time she with does. her younger daughter. Yeah. So I didn't see it like that personally. Yeah, but do you not remember we had this whole conversation in the last episode about the dinner party and you had to look it up and you yeah. realised that she is a stepmom. Yeah, so like I know that step- now, but oh, I get what you, I'm sorry, saying at the time. is when I didn't, even when I didn't know, when I thought they were both the biological daughters, it didn't seem to me like she was isolating yeah, Kate. It I think seemed I was, to me like yeah. she was trying to just make the situation stop getting so bad because they I were getting... I think she was, yeah. I think I just felt bad because I just feel like, oh, I felt like she was being left out. And especially because at one point, um, Kate says something to Irina like, you're my sister. And Irina goes, half-sister. And Kate looks really hurt. And I was like, Jesus, that's really hurtful. Like Kate sees you as a sister, no matter what. And to, to shout back and say half sister was really harsh. Yeah, because that was really sad. That is really harsh because I think from the age that Edwina was born, as far as she's aware, Kate was her sister, you know? Mm. So it's not like they both were like grown up and then introduced to each other. So it felt like they were half sisters, like, as far as Edwina was concerned, you know what I mean? So that did feel yeah. really me. And then it makes you think, oh, do you think that's on her mind a lot? Yeah, I, I thought it was unnecessary. And, and I was like, what does her, yeah, it was almost, it was a way of hurting her, which I get yeah. because Edwina was angry. So I guess, okay, fair, I'll give her that. Mm. Um, another shocker that I had, um, Colin insinuates, and again, this is sad, and I think it's foreshadowing, Colin insinuates that, Penelope and Eloise are too different to be friends. He he makes a quote. And he's like, "How how can you two be so close together when you're so different?" And I think that's another foreshadowing of kind of Eloise and Penelope growing apart, which we which we noticed in the previous episode. And it, I think it's a shame. And I also think it's because um, ultimately Penelope is going to be exposed, and that's going to put a massive divide 
in their friendship. Did you pick up on that? Yeah, and I also thought it was a way of making Penelope seem more like a love match because he want, if you separate her from his little sister, it's separating them to make Penelope seem more attractive and feasible as a partner, whereas you're not going to want a partner that you associate as being emotionally yeah. and intellectually the same as your little sister, like sexually wise. So I think the fact okay. that he's making that separation is a foreshadowing. Okay, fair enough. I didn't think of that. Um, I did think it was shocking. So what's another one of your shockers? I was shocked by, I suppose, the way that Anthony turned on Daph. He said, don't insult me with your basis conjecture. And I just put, ouch. But you kind of already mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, actually, I, I, just like put, I just put gaslighting. The fact that Edwina was a victim of gaslighting. How about you? Yeah, um, I was really surprised to see, again, another side of Mama, Mama Bridgerton. So she is quite rude to Lady Danbury. Um and accusational and those two were really good friends before so I was quite surprised I definitely think Violet Bridgerton has a bit of a dark side sometimes she can be a bit of a biatch and she was like this in series one she's quite rude to Lady Featherington maybe quite rightly so at the marketplace and it's Daphne that steps in and was like let's let's forgive and show some you know um so I was like yeah I was a bit a bit surprised about that there is a bitchiness there the bitchy mm. Bridgerton yeah and I did feel so for Lady Danbury as well but yeah I like it when they make up again I don't like it when they are at odds with each other did you have any other shockers at all um I was a bit like Benedict is the best man and I was like favoritism because is that harsh that he asked Benedict or is it to do with age or could he not have had two best men or even three he's got like three brothers I think because I was thinking this when I watched the wedding scene, they wanted that to be parallel. So you've got Kate and uh, Benedict, yeah. and then you've got Anthony and the girl. So Anthony and Edwina. So I felt like otherwise it would look too cluttered and they wanted to keep it really minimalistic. Okay. Um, that's my perspective. Yeah. Um, what surprised me, this I've put it under shockers, there was a genuine moment, and I don't know if this is supposed to be a mistake, where when Edwina comes to see Anthony at the altar, Anthony smiles at her and he looks genuinely happy to see her. And I was like, that's weird, because I would have thought he wouldn't feel that way. Like, oh, it's supposed to be a fake smile or a nervous smile. What did you think? Because it looked genuine and it really confused me. So the way that he looks at Kate is like that drawn in magical attraction I know I shouldn't okay. oh my god I'm falling for you the way that he smiled at Edwina reminds you of the way that like like a friend would smile uh, at, at a close friend that looks really pretty and they're like oh you look really pretty like they're uh, like that big <laughs> open smile like ah oh. and then and it was almost like he thinks he's she's cute or he can recognize that yeah. she's sweet and she is very childlike as well in some of the ways that she is. And yeah. So that was the sense that his smile was like big open, like and I'm sure that without Kate, he would have been perfectly happy with her. Like he seems to think she's a sweet person, but it wasn't that sexual, sensual, captivating yeah, okay. magnetism. You're right, actually, because on that note as well, when he speaks to her, instead of saying, You look beautiful, which you would expect a groom to say, he says, you look lovely. And to me, lovely is something you'd say, I don't know, to If she put on a new cardigan, you'd be like, oh, you look lovely. You yeah. wouldn't say that to love of your life on your wedding day. No, so. you wouldn't. And it is like something you say to your friend, oh, you look lovely. 
Yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad we're on the same page. Another shocker, which is a big shocker. When Anthony is talking to Edwina and he's trying to convince her that, you know, we should marry because and everything's about duty. He expects Edwina to genuinely never see her sister again for the rest of her life. And I was like, yeah, that's quite a big ask. Like, that's a huge ask. Is that, is that what he's saying that he wants then? That's the condition. Basically, yeah, he says to her, look, to make this work, we will just never see your sister again. And I was like, that, they're really close. Do you have any idea? Yeah, true. Yeah, maybe. But I don't know. I just, I was surprised. I mean, didn't you think that that's a bit of a... I thought it was really telling how she says, and what of my sister? And he has to do this thing where he like he breathes in, he lifts his chin up, and it's like he has to adopt this really robotic. You can see that he has to steel himself mm. to say it. That's um, so weird, yeah. It's um it is a big ask, but at the same time, it's the most honorable thing he can do because, like he said, you know, that little bit of thread of honor would just disintegrate if she kept coming around for Christmas and Easter and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Easter eggs. Um, Easter egg hunt. And then they're just like boning in the woods. (laughs) Yeah, she's hidden an Easter egg down the front of her dress. Are you trying to find it? Dirty bastards. Um, I wish they'd done this. I think because we're sisters, and I think anyone who's listening who's got a sister it's really hard for us to get into this storyline yeah. because it's just awful. Um, I wish they'd replaced it so that they weren't sisters. They were like best friends. Yeah. And then it would be a little bit easier to yeah. get into. Um, I, I, I just think the sister storyline is just really unpleasant. But... but now I think that's why they made them half sisters to make it a little less gross. I still think it's the same level for me. It's a little less gross because... <laughs> It just, it's really icky and disgusting if a guy, in my opinion, if a guy like fancies one sister or thinks one sister's good enough to marry and then like starts crushing on the other, like it just feels a bit dirty and a bit gross. And but I think for me, it's that as sisters, you're kind of bonded for life and mm-hmm. you don't, you can't, it's such a strong bond and it's not that you can, like best friends can fall out, you know, friends grow apart, they can change. Um, and it's sad, but it's different with your sisters, your family. Like, I, to me, it, it's not, it's, it's, it don't like it at all. And it's that betrayal. <laughs> it's that sense of betrayal. And I just, yeah. it's really gross that she's lying to her sister. And yeah. they were so close and they had such a lovely, sweet relationship. And especially because Kate doesn't really have any other family, right? I mean, she's got a stepmom. Her sister's her only other biological family. That's so I just I think like. it's really messed up. Yeah, I don't like, yeah, and even from episode two when she was like, it's all about my sister, blah, blah, blah. And yet she stops watching her sister dance to go and watch Anthony. And even very early on, I felt like, wow, like you're what, 25, 26? You've known your your little sister like for like what, 20 years, say? And you've met this guy Mm. once going horse riding and he's already taking your attention. And just, I just don't think her words match her actions. I just... I just don't mm. like the secrecy. I don't like the lack of honesty. I just don't yeah. like, and there's, that's a big part of her personality that I don't like, that secrecy. Yeah. And, and you know, she did have her own agenda in mind because she allowed that emotional connection to grow. Yeah. 
it's uncomfortable and it's it is uncomfortable difficult to give a blessing on the relationship mm. when you see how upset Edwina is it re- it reminds us how they've overstepped the line I think you're right what I'm glad though that they didn't do is that they didn't make it like a bitch fest where yeah they and they're pulling each bitches. other's hair yeah but I, I do think it's a good thing I mean I genuinely well to be fair I think for most of this series um, Edwina didn't love Anthony but then I think at one point she says to Kate I love him which I still don't believe I don't believe she did love him I don't believe she really knew him well enough and I think she fell in love with the idea of him and his title and his house and his family and stuff but um, I guess that makes it slightly less worse that she's not head over heels desperately in love with him that's what's so annoying though because if she hadn't said that to Kate um then Kate wouldn't have rode yeah. out that morning. And I just I just don't like the Kate's interferingness. I just Yeah. It just feels wrong. My last shocker, I but you've already discussed this, is the king moment where the king comes in. Um I will just add the only good thing about the king moment is that the queen becomes vulnerable. She is embarrassed and ashamed and she looks down and she's she's hurt that everyone's there and witnessed that and she's flustered and it's the first time we've seen her lose her control in front of people like Lady Danbury and everyone and she's no longer the puppet master pulling all the strings and everyone's obeying her so I do think the one nice thing that's come out of that is that and she's got a vulnerability now and also um, we've seen this before but it explains why she's so obsessed with Whistledown and the diamond and she's using it all as a distraction because basically her real life with her husband is so horrific yeah, so it allows all the other characters to see that side of her, which is quite nice. But like you say, other than that, I found the whole thing really cringe, awkward. It was really awkward, and I don't like that they use the king as that as that way in which to change the course of the queen's intentions and allow Edwina that chance to take a mm. chance on love. I don't know; it felt a little bit like a little bit under. I just wish there'd been another way they'd done it. Um, it was a bit like a sledgehammer coming in, wasn't it? I feel yes. like maybe it could have been a bit more subtle. Yes, it and was. And it was too long. Yep. And I didn't um, like how he was trying to talk to the Queen. And what he was saying was quite sweet. And she yeah. just had no idea to how to handle him. And she's like, servants, servants, come and take him away. And I'm like, he's your husband. Like, just just humour him. Like, she didn't know how to handle him at all, which I thought was weird. Because it, I don't know. But they're strangers now. He's erratic. Yeah. She doesn't know what to say. Mm. And and that was her worst fear, that people would see him. And he was, like, in his undergarments. Oh, God. And... That was... Oh, was he? I didn't notice that. Well, I don't know, really, if he was. But it was, like, a long shirt with leggings. and uh, Leggings. So, yeah. <laughs> he was... He was leggings. leggings <laughs> a cute little shift top. Yeah. <laughs> But I didn't like it. I just don't think it's realistic that Edwina, who's who has no, I, I don't know, could know. Yeah, what it to was say unrealistic. And... Like, has she ever met someone with that kind of disorder before? Like, you just wouldn't. Most people no. wouldn't have been exposed to that, would they? They'd be like, I think what? Lady Danbury and Lady Bridgerton. I can imagine them dealing with that really mm. nicely. But it just felt odd. It felt like Edwina needed to show the Queen. Basically, Edwina needs to shake the Queen up and show the Queen that this is a life not just a person who's a pawn and yeah and that's why they had that talk isn't it I mean I was going to ask you for questions but hang on we'll move on to questions when you're ready were there any other shockers well I'm done those are all my shockers 
I guess I wanted to ask you then why the Queen is so insecure and trying so hard to impress everyone at this wedding. But is it like a distraction technique because her home life is a mess? Yeah, 100%. Was there anything else about this episode you wanted to mention before we look back at, you know, comments from people and questions that we got answers from? Anything else you want to mention? No, I think we've covered everything. Okay. So... This week, you posted a story on our Facebook page with a picture of Colin lying on the bed (laughs) saying, did Colin get laid on his travels? Um, We thought he did. Is that right? You and I? Yes, we did. The audience said uh, that 60% of people, I think, just over 60% of people said that they also thought that Colin got laid on his travels (laughs) and 30% of people said no. So, looks like he's not a virgin anymore, Chris. I'm sorry to say that, because I know you like your virgins. (laughs) That sounds wrong. You just like the idea of, like, a guy, like, yeah, being innocent and stuff. That sounds wrong. I don't know where you've got this idea from. I deny all accusations, slander. I thought you said it was hot to be with a guy who hasn't been with another woman before, but every time I say it, it sounds wrong. Yeah. Let's move on. Let's move on. Um, okay, we also posed the question, who does Anthony have more chemistry with, oh. Kate or Sienna? I felt, Kate, you felt very strongly it was Sienna. I think like 100% of the people, especially RJ, Andrea and Julika, all agree that the situation with Sienna was just lust. Oh. Uh, and you need to get over it, Chris. I'll try. I can't stop thinking about them, though, this I whole think series. you're more in love with them than Anthony was. You're more in love <laughs> with Sienna than Anthony was. <laughs> Maybe. So um, we also asked the audience, say the audience, I don't know why I say audience. We also asked listeners um, about that really hot scene in episode five, where after the dinner party, Anthony and Kate go into the office or the library, whatever it is, and he does the whole, you're the bane of my life. Do you have any idea? Um, all the ways a woman can be seduced and I was like oh yeah obviously well it's sexual isn't it like sexual stuff that you can do like I mean I mean are you gonna make me say it or can we just yeah but I think you were I'd like to rephrase this because now everyone thinks I'm an idiot on Facebook I wasn't genuine when I was like oh he's talking about poetry or love letters I think what I was thinking was he was thinking I was like was he thinking about sexual positions that he's like thinking about literal like karma sutra positions like yeah. doggy and all of those kind of stuff or big spoon and you were like no he's talking about a foreplay and then you said something very rude which I shan't repeat because I'm a lady um oh. so yeah we would we would you know creating a difference between foreplay and actual sex yeah but so Chris I wasn't saying he wants to read her a poem I, I was getting that vibe and I think uh, a couple, I thought this was hilarious. I was loving it because people were like, uh, 46 people went out of their way to tell you you were wrong, by the way, which I loved. Um, a couple of people literally made me pee myself a little bit. So Vicky says, what else was he referring to? Cross-stitch, burn. Oh. <laughs> and Susan agreed and noted happy noting and said he wasn't talking about a candlelit dinner. So Chris... Well. Thank you for clarifying. But when you talk about seducing someone, to me, that isn't going straight into the sex. He's talking about kind of linguists, fungus, like fingering, <laughs> no, no, kissing. stop right now. Oh, okay. That's no, fine. Um, he's talking about seducing, what you do to get someone to seduce, like, ne- ne- like neck kissing and 
Toe sucking. Okay. I don't know. Like toe <laughs> I don't know. He's not. To- he's not. I mean, God. Come on, Chris. Seduction, not just I bam bam. See, thank you, ma'am. In the next series, I want to see him sucking her big toe. Now, I really hope he does. Oh, that's, that's what me he means. That's what he means by seduction. Okay. Do you get it now, darling? Yeah, I think I get it yeah, now. You Thanks. get it now. So you made a comment. And I'm going to ask you to go and put yourself on silent because I think you're going to piss yourself when I um, show this. But you said that in this really intense scene where he's referring to how he can like cross stitch her into bed, um, she does this really weird breathing thing. And I was like, what oh, yeah. are you talking about? The horse. You're crazy. Yeah. You were, oh, she's like, you, you do the sound. Yeah. And I was like, no, she doesn't. So if you could put yourself on mute, we'll just have a listen together and see if we can hear it. <laughs> Do you even know the lady that you suggest? Things I could teach you. Did you hear it? I couldn't hear it there. Did you it, hear it? It, it? it is there. Right. Thank you. I accept your apology. Listen to it one more time and see if you can hear it. I did not notice that. I so don't know what happened there. The most sexual part of the season so yeah. far, you've ruined it for me and um, for our listeners. But yeah, guys, I was really surprised and I couldn't stop laughing when I had that. <laughs> um, we also had Erin Erin uh, McConaughey. McConnell McNutt, is that right, Chris? McConnell McNutt. <laughs> it sounds like you proper slaughtered that name, not gonna lie. Sorry, Erin, if you're listening. Can we not just do first names? Erin. Let's just do first Because maybe Erin didn't want to be blasted out across the airwaves. Sorry, Erin. <laughs> Confidentiality out the window. But you really kindly explained to us that Mary is actually the stepmother, because we were getting so confused in the last episode. Um, and you kind of explained the family dynamic and it made so much more sense when you explained it. So thank you for your lovely message and for helping us out because we're a couple of dum-dums. Um, I've talked about the horse-like breathing as well. So yeah, that is everything. So I think those are some comments that we posted on the Netflix, Bridget and Facebook page and on our own Facebook page. So thank you for all your comments, lovely people. And thanks for making it so much more fun. It was hilarious looking at your comments and your likes um, on some of the questions that we posted. Um, yeah, so Chris, anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, just a reminder, our Facebook page is called The Bridgerton Girls. I'm not allowed to use the B word. So come and say hi. Um, yeah, that's it. And and please subscribe and follow. Um, yeah, brilliant. Thanks for listening. Lovely. We've only got two more to go. And then it's over. Sad oh, face. That's sad. Hmm. Do we need to put an X rating on this summary because of what I said, do you think? Or... Probably. Yeah. Oops. Have a lovely evening, everyone, or a lovely rest of your day, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. Bye. <laughs> Bye.